0: Hello and welcome to the 3T RPG podcast. Uh, how are you? I'm under the water. Uh, my name's Harrison Hunt, and with me is Roleplaying James. Good day to you. And this is a podcast all about tabletop RPGs. That's right, we're back. This is one off episode. Well, it's not one off, but you
1: know. It's pod- sort of like a bank once again for the Renegade Master. D- D4
0: Damager? Why not D12? Because these questions and more will be answered in today's episode but uh, yeah we're going to be doing feedback we've got what you've said and we're going to talk about what we've been playing and then we're going to do the main subject which is the uh, it's eh rare the tragic tale of Matt MVS and if that sounds weird it's because it fucking is yeah and then we'll uh, we'll conclude with some electro letters does that sound fun? I think it sounds like sort of okay anti-fun yeah Yeah, you're right let's do some feedback it's the feedback section yeah we take your comments and read them out Yeah, feedback, bitch. So, um, as many people will no doubt know, uh, we had to take a little break. We're going to continue to be on that break, but this one's going to be sort of... We're going to do podcast episodes as and when we can. Um, And it's just because of, you know, my wife got unwell for a bit. And we got loads of really nice messages after we did the, you know, goodbye for now episode. Uh, A lot of them wishing Millie well, people saying they can't wait for us to come back and so on. But there's one I think that stands above all of these, and it's from uh, Console909 uh, on YouTube, who simply says, Don't bother coming back. I mean, that's. That's the reason we came back, mate. That's true, mate. That's that's big. Take that, you fucking cunt.
1: Yeah, mate. That took me right to the heart. That was so
0: sweet. See, I wasn't even thinking about ever coming back, and then he said that, and I'm like, Now I have to for revenge reasons. Yeah. So, you know, you're back. So, fuck you. You've really made a fool of yourself there, Console909. Uh, This is for you, mate shall we get into what we've been playing yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah what you slaying so we've been playing some Fallout Savage Fallout which is a uh, it's a free mod for Savage Worlds that uh, takes inspiration from the uh, first couple of Fallout games um to make it into a fallout rpg and it's better than the fallout rpg that's actually oh, out is, there it so. is
1: hands down like we know this because like we're experts in it
0: we are experts in that very specific field <laughs> that and uh medical science yeah. and rocket science as well in it yeah yep yep, yep, yep 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 also dicks that too i'm a that's i'm really an expert in that though. <laughs> i mean like really you show me a dick i'm like that's a dick i know exactly <laughs> But yeah, we've been playing Fallout. Um, my brother Sean, who is uh, sometimes a host on this when it could be fucking bothered, uh, he's been uh, he's been running us he's been running us through Fallout New California, which is uh, sort of um, I'd say a sequel to Fallout One and Two in in a certain way, but it's sort of it's actually set out after New Vegas. Um, it's fucking great. We so we didn't go for a vault to start uh, for those that don't. Actually, fuck it. Everyone knows what Fallout is. But. Um, yeah, we've got James, you're playing a character called Coach McGulk, who yeah. is oh, yeah. a ghoul coach who has forgotten his past. He was actually alive before the nukes hit, somehow survived, he doesn't know how, yeah. and he's my coach. I'm playing, Sean hates pun names, so I always try to come up with a pun name, Yeah, uh, but I, I think I think I try to make it work, so I'm, I'm playing Ray Radiation, and it's a nickname because his name's Raymond Briggs and he's a boxer and he's called Radiation because his fists hit like a nuclear blast <laughs> he's got gigantism and uh, then we've got Dennis McDee who was a vault dweller and he w- well in his original in his original thing yeah, like, like backstory he was from a tribe wasn't he that worshipped McDonald's yeah and he was also but like but that's somehow changed now because my character mentioned it last game he's like no I don't think that's true like mate you need to lay off the fucking shisha mate cuz you definitely said that. I mean he did yeah because it's like uh, it's yeah. We'll get on to... Well anyway, let's yeah, let's talk about the actual storyline cuz I think it is I think it's been fun and obviously we've been away for like fucking ages. I mean when we did the last episode the goodbye one, we hadn't actually started the fallout campaign yet. We'd only talked about our characters. Well yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a pretty wild ride. It essentially, Sean's got this crazy table, and we're playing in California, right? But it's like you know, it's obviously after the nukes, and the Sean's got this crazy table of a thousand. No, it, there's one that comes with Fallout, Savage Fallout. That's like all the random encounters. Right, so there's a plane going by there, um, and he's got that table. So we, we we're exploring, rolling on hexes and things like this. And we started the game with my character entering into a boxing match that was fixed against him to try yeah. and make some money and ended up in this town called springvale now we've been rolling random encounters at a d 1000 table of of loot for fallout as well and it went in sort of a crazy direction as a result because we started off with like some missions like the these uh, this group called the angels like a gang were attacking our town yeah and shit like this and then um that was sort of our focus but then something happened and this is like the first thing where we're going to be talking about sean a lot in this and people that have heard him on this podcast before they know he's a very special lad yeah and he's he good, he's he fucking guy. hates it when we roll a good result on the loot table he hates it and it's
1: he, it's funny as well because like he's he's got no poker face whatsoever so whatever is happening as long as you're looking at the dm which um you know typically you do uh, I
0: but, try not to, um, but yeah. Yeah,
1: and then you can kind of tell, oh, it's good or bad or something. It's just well, like... and
0: usually, usually, if a bad one comes up, you'll see me grimace behind yeah. the screen, screen, right? Whereas Sean will be like we'll get something amazing and powerful and he's, he's, he's suddenly like yeah it's like that <laughs> oh shit my game's going to be ruined sort of reflex kicks in and there was a point where we um, ended up getting uh, uh, it said a herd of brahmin, so these are two headed cows <laughs> in Fallout ramen. and she was thinking well if they have a herd yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, he, I, we don't know this for certain but I, I know he was thinking this because you could see on his face oh shit like if they have a herd then their money problems are basically solved because they can sell the meat, get milk, all of this So he was trying to give us what the smallest possible amount of a herd could be. And he was like, right, there's, you get two brahmin. So we're like, (laughs) Sean, a herd is not two. I mean, at least it's got to be three. We looked it up, right? And a herd is anything above one. He is right. But but it's not considered by the farming community to be a herd unless it's between 30 and 200.
1: Yeah, and it can actually be uh, into
0: the thousands I hear as well. Exactly. So he was trying to give us two and say it was a herd. So now, amongst our group, we've started saying, if you have two of something, like I've thought a herd of this along and things like this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the game sort of rapidly switched directions. We're still th- dealing with the... Th- the, uh, uh, the threat of the angels and it- stuff like that. Exactly, but now we started a farm in Springvale. And we, we actually
1: completely changed the direction of the game and then, it w- essentially, <laughs> one of the next um, episodes we entitled because sean's really bad at housekeeping on the old uh, events page that we usually use um we can call it farming simulator for the next episode
0: and now it's become about that like the very next mission he gave to us was like we heard about this biodome that's got rare seeds in it for our farm and like everything sort of become farming related and even there was one mission we had left over before we found the brahmin that we then went to do about this cult of ghouls that were being um brainwashed by yeah. this evil cult leader, and we got them to. We were like, Look, I know this is a horrible life, uh, but uh, do you want to have another horrible life with us working on a farm? No, we're actually treating them well, but um, we rescued 200 guys, and now we've got 200 farm hands working for us. I think us.
1: it's funny because those two completely separate sort of missions just happen to fit together perfectly. Well, so. we,
0: and we have like a, a lot of the other stuff we've done, we're like always thinking about oh, what this can do for the farm type of thing, yeah. and Like, what's and it, it going to be? We,
1: I find <clears> that sorry typically in a lot of games where it's survival aspect uh, uh, specifically fallout it's always w- where can we call home
0: like yeah, yeah, where yeah. eventually can we call home because you want a safe space isn't uh, it? Yeah. yeah
1: so we're always thinking of what can we do to the town um and it's just it's just such a fun kind of thing to draw us back with
0: oh absolutely and and uh yeah the farming bits become probably like our it, well, it literally is our, our main thing so we're so we traded some brahmin meat we but we're mainly using them for for milk reasons yeah so we got mutated horrible ass milk Um, we've got loads of fruit all of this stuff and it's it's been it's been hella fun but uh in in amongst all of this james has also become the mayor of the town through some very bizarre circumstances where (laughs) wasn't it that that there was a deed left on the guy's table and it it, it was folded so james's character walks in sees the mayor's dead we're going to investigate obviously and uh, he sees that the mayor's dead. And there's just a paper on his desk that just says, sign here, but it's folded over. Yeah. Now your character just goes, all right, then I'll sign here, signs it, and then unfolds it, and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I've become the mayor. Yeah. But what good. was so great about that, and it's, it's like, because Sean's a very strange lad, He um, we had to go and meet with the NCR, which is the New California Republic. And they're essentially the, the rulers of this place. They're like the, the council. So we have to go and meet them. And James has to do an exam to become uh the mayor and like Sean's like right so uh the exam to become a mayor the first one's going to be an obstacle course and I'm like that is... <laughs> imagine imagine like a mayor in real life having to do that cuz like they're all old and crusty yeah. and so like, look you're if you old, can't crusty
1: and fat usually
0: yeah and it, and and so Sean's like it's an obstacle course I'm like that makes no sense but I fucking love it and then and of course you're a trainer but you're like one of those coaches that's a bit old and fat as well so yeah. it sort of suits but yeah it was that followed by a quiz that we had to answer in real life about fallout and we absolutely smashed both of them um and uh yeah i think th- that's pretty much where we're at it's been amazing but the the biggest events that happened is that the angels did an all-out assault and we did a mass battle that took all all night yeah, which sounds dull but it was really really fucking exhilarating we did a mass battle where where it was like fucking muso combat where all of us were amongst like we got attacked by about a thousand angels was it and we had, yeah, a, we had were, about 300 guys yeah
1: we were completely outnumbered but we fucked them in the bin and we really like, did and um, we basically massacred all of them except about 20 or something like that
0: I yeah think. so we took loads of them prisoner including and this is this was a cool twist. There was a point where uh, amongst the fight, you know, all the characters describe what they're doing. So, But each of your actions takes an hour within a mass battle. So this is like an hour of pitched combat. Like, you're going to get hurt no matter what. And fucking, I'm fighting this guy. All the dust has been kicked up because we made the ghost town adjacent to our town make it look like it was the real town. Mm. So that they would attack that first and then it was like a trap. And amongst all this dust getting kicked up and, and all of the, the the haze of the battle and that, I see this guy like one of their generals, and I start one-on-oneing run him in the middle of all of this, then suddenly the dust settles and I see it's that boxer that I cheated against me from the first ever session yeah. like ten, and I'm like fuck you, and so we captured him and twenty other guys, and uh, yeah, and since then we've also entered a we went to a thing called Cow and Load Festival, which was a uh, Brahmin competition. Yeah. Where we had to do a beauty competition. with fighting we competition. Fight the cows.
1: Uh, what was the other one? I can't remember the other one.
0: Was it a race? Oh, yeah. It yeah, it was. was a race. Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> Dennis McDee, who's, uh, who's the vault dweller. He, he, the thing is, I assumed he was short, right? And I think the only reason is, is because the player right, playing yes. him is yeah. like four foot something. <laughs> so I assumed I was just like, well, he's the shortest. He should be the jockey. Because, you know, jockeys are like really small. But I don't really know. I just think I just... When I imagine that character, I just imagine James Tomasson there, who's, like, genuinely an actual, like, certified midget. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like... um, Yeah, and and that was pretty awesome. But at the end of it, we got attacked by by the angels and, uh, yeah, beat the fuck out of them. Yeah,
1: because they started... They actually uh, interrupted Countload and then started just uh, sort of fighting us on the bleachers and then, like, killing innocents and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like a
0: proper crazy situation because yeah they yeah we had to we had to beat the fuck out of them and um i think where we're at now so so we we did that oh and then we had to go back to our town and our farm
1: some problems there we uh did it quite quickly so there's there's quite a number of problems and issues that pop up obviously if you're trying to run a town or build it up and make it work well especially with 200 extra inhabitants even though we they built their own accommodation. Yeah, we food did. Food and all that, entertainment scarce. Some other more people need more houses because.
0: And with the well? Yeah, There the was well
1: a problem got, with the well? Yeah, the well had a bunch of. Uh, what the crab? Death claws. That's the bitches.
0: Well, I like it because Sean's like, oh, the well is infected with death claws. And of course for fucking dumb reasons i had to leave and go home because my cat's really old and she's shat and it was stuck to her fur, so i had to come home and sort it out <laughs> <laughs> fucking annoying reason to have to leave but uh yeah what happened was is uh i left and i said to these guys just carry on you you know the type of thing i would do my character's a dumb meathead there's two things he knows it's pyrotechnics and fighting That's mm. it. he's a boxer so um of course they just took one of the six dynamite i had and threw it down the well yeah. so solved that uh, problem issue. solved <laughs> and
1: then we dug a new well up and then uh, rigged rigged out with all the
0: appropriate piping for the farm and the houses so yeah we got like a little um, water pump the one thing that i don't i don't i think sean almost certainly has thought of this but he's kept it on a down low is that um the water we've got a well right and that collects rainwater? Yeah. is that right uh, or is it underground water i, I don't fucking know how a well water. works right but a lot of it's radiated so hopefully we can get some like Radex or something and drop it in there.
1: Well, don't we have a filtration system for the farm?
0: I don't think we do, mate. Let's just pretend we do. Yeah, that'd be nice. We'll just tell Sean that next weekend. Yeah, so just we gaslight it By and, the way, we have By it. the way. I don't know if you remember this. But, um, uh, no, because we're watering the crops currently with irradiated water. That's why it's all... It, it's not... because we. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're very immature. We're growing weed, all right? But it's rad weed. That's why it's mute fruit radweed, all of this stuff because it's yeah like... but it wasn't like, it was like okay Sean sure, what did he say he's
1: like Uh oh, this one's uh, some kind of like uh, some kind of antidote like a like antibiotic and I was like oh what like a new canana you could call it he's like yeah that's good so now it's just called that yeah and then he's like oh yeah and this one is uh, this one's what's
0: it fucking called did you just say
1: Radweed? weed uh, this one's yeah this one's weed uh, rad weed so it's like what
0: yeah yeah and uh, we just harvested it all as well made 2800 caps i think which is it's a lot a lot of money what's great is is that we've been to to be honest with you like listeners we've been playing for like 12 sessions now
1: uh we're actually it's a bit less because there was a couple skipped but yeah it was, uh, it was 10 10
0: 10 so, 10, far. 10 so and we've we've uncovered a lot of the because we've done a lot of exploring because one of the things also that sean uh one of the, it's like a game quote-unquote game breaking items we found a car early on and he let oh. us roll randomly for petrol so we got yeah. quite a lot and we've uncovered a lot of the map and the i think one of the best things about Savage fallout is it's free first of all but the other thing is the random encounter tables are absolutely brilliant so a lot of some of the main stuff that's happened in some episodes have been like random encounters that's led to a lot of looting obviously and we've made quite a fair bit of money but we keep it secret from sean yeah because we don't want him to think that we like him to suddenly start being stingy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because
1: to be honest, we don't always get the opportunity to buy a lot of stock, and obviously everything, particularly like stem packs and all that, are very, very expensive. They're really expensive. expensive.
0: They're 500 caps apiece, so... Yeah, so we're really not... We're not like rich-rich, but we've made a fair whack for what Fallout usually is. Yeah. And um, every time we buy something, James will do the calculation on his phone and then sort of show me in secret, and we'll yeah. all go, ah, oh, that's a very... It's a very small amount of money. Oh, I wish we had more, but it's like we're actually we're doing all right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, and, and it, so we've uncovered a lot of the map, and now we're, well, we're at the point where I think we well last night, not last, was it last night? No, two no. nights ago. Yeah. We did. uh we, we sort of did a bit of housekeeping and upkeep on the farm, and one of the big backstories is that it turns out that the angels, at least at some level, are led by one of the characters' dads so we're going to go after him but he's all the way on the other side of the map and that's yeah. where we're at at the moment um so it's gonna be a lot of fun like cruising across the wasteland but b- just before that we one of the problems we had with the village was that there was a lack of entertainment and which we were trying to find somebody that could have a permanent spot in the pub to entertain everyone like a musician or something so we held a talent competition turns out everyone in the fucking village is useless and yeah. it, was, uh, it was they were so rubbish like I can't remember. There were some of them that were very weird. That I can't remember. It was like, I don't know, like a slug balancer or something like this. But I ended up with me headlining uh, with a boxing match. Now, we've created essentially the WWE equivalent of boxing. Yeah, called what, it the BBC. It's called the BBC, which means, what is it, the Brutal Boxing Club? Yeah. Uh, not what you think. Listen. That is why we called it that, because we're immature. But, um, yeah, so... It was pretty good, because I, I got that bloke, that guy I'd lost to before, and got him out of jail before we did, James's character broke his foot to assure that he would start the battle with one wound. Yeah. And then when we got him in the ring, I fucking... I, I pelted him so hard he would have died had I not declared it was knockout damage. Yeah. Then we sort of woke him up, so one of you poured water on him to wake him up, and then oh, as he was, was just, um,
1: he got pissed on by someone else that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. treated
0: him badly we treated him really I mean he fucking deserved it man he was going to come and kill us but what was great is then as he's waking up and he's stumbling around the ring like concussed barely able to figure out where he is um, you slide a chair into the ring and start get everyone chanting give him the chair and this is like a, pro- a boxing match and of course um, I pointed to it pointed to him and got him to pick it up and did the sort of bring it on gesture and uh of course then i just because uh, i got the joker which is like an initiative thing basically it meant i could interrupt his turn he picks up the chair i punch the chair into his face killing him immediately uh crushing his head so it was a pretty good revenge and a great show and everyone was pretty entertained
1: but yeah because we wanted to focus on the entertainment factor for the townsfolk so that they could have their entertainment satisfied and appeased until we got uh, someone else in
0: what was great as well it's like a massive conflict of interest was that you were the referee as well it's hilarious (laughs) It was just such a fixed match it was unbelievable but he deserved it he did it to me i did it back to him (laughs) end of story end of sentence so uh yeah that's where we're at so um yeah we're going to be playing more of that soon i mean the the one of my favorite encounters james's character i think i can say this he's a bit he's I think I don't think he's a dick. Like he's he's actually quite a caring bloke, but he's a bit self interested and not that empathetic. Yeah. And there was a point where we were driving across the wasteland, and Sean Rose this random encounter, and he goes, "You see a family of starving people? They're like, we just need somewhere to live." And James looks around at the car, he's like, "We ain't got any more seats," so he, he just goes, "Villagers that way, see ya!" And then just drives <laughs> off and he blasts sand into their they're like already dehydrated faces <laughs> and then we just go off in a, another direction what was great as well is that we did flashbacks of our backstory and we saw, it, he, James's character doesn't remember it but we saw like you, uh, when the nuke hit yeah, yeah, and, uh, the coach of a,
1: of, a, of a children's baseball team,
0: and there's like we see the nuclear blast and Jay, uh, Sean I think was trying to angle for you to go right, I've got to save these kids, let's get them out of there but you just hopped in the van and we're like good luck kids, see ya!
1: I think um, no, because he he sleeper agented me.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it that's it. It turns out that your character was a sleeper agent. Yeah. So he was in a different mode at that time, which might explain his amnesia. That and also, but also the fact that he there's there's like um like he's got multiple. I don't know what Split you call it. I'm multiple standards. Like, do you know oh, what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's but like, but he treats his friends very well. teaches Treats his village his very well, but on a personal level. That. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to hear about it, but as long as the guys that everyone in in the town are okay, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't. But if they came to him, uh, I think if somebody came to you one on one and been like, "We're starving," you'd be like, "Everyone else has got food. Shut up." <laughs> um, just ask somebody. Uh, yeah, but it's it's been a hell of a lot of fun. That's it, pretty much for Fallout. The world we've been playing. Uh, another thing though that has become a running theme of this game, which is fucking weird, right? It's my brother here. He's a he's a vegan. "Quote <laughs> unquote," uh, uh, and and it's like. The worst thing was, right, you know, like, meat-flavoured crisps. Yeah. Okay. We all like them. We all enjoy them. You know, there's quite a lot out there that are genuinely vegan as well. Yeah, because, like, sometimes the beef flavouring is completely artificial. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing, like, it might have milk powder in it or something like this. But, like, But if you go posh, right, and there's, these, there's this crisps company called Piper's. Shout out to Piper's. Like, I want to get a sponsorship Peepers. from them. Peepers. <laughs> and uh, I want to get a sponsorship from them. But they make these beef crisps and on the back like one of the ingredients is straight up just pork sausage no they were these were pork ones weren't they yeah <laughs> and it's just it's straight and, and the other one's like just straight up beef like it's got beef in it then the other one had chorizo in it yeah Charrito. and um sean was eating them all fucking night right he was like <laughs> i've I seen him like probably eat handfuls of them and then later on we were looking at the ingredients and it's like sean it just says it just says pork sausage on here like. And he's like oh no like i only had a couple like yeah. he's, he's all devastated and then it like as the conversation went on he's like i just have one and then like later on he was like i just had a tiny shard of like one crisp <laughs> like and i've seen down. him in, because he, 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 he has to convince it, himself as a yeah exactly but as a gm as well constantly what he does Put is he hand over the uh, fucking screen, the screen just as he's about to say something yeah. and we'll be like he will ask us to roll. He go roll stealth. You roll it, and, and then you wait for into his mouth, and it's like so. Like, and it's like so. I've. It's not as if I didn't see him eating them. He's been eating them all night. He was loving them. Yeah. And then, and then, like, yeah. And what was funny is, is I sent a meme of Kirby, and it was like. <laughs> him hoovering up a bunch of stuff and i put over the over the stuff meat crisps and then over kirby it was sean and he uh, james was giving the other to a lift home and uh, he had to describe it to us
1: Yeah, sean was in the back and then he went oh no he's like what and he goes oh harrison sent a gif uh, and i was like what is it and he said oh he sent a gif of a uh, kirby who's an animated with loads of stuff going into his mouth and then i'm kirby and then it says literal meat
0: Oh yeah, that was it. It's <laughs> just the idea of Sean having to describe a meme, cussing him. is just the funniest thing ever. No, that he, um, funny. but like, like you, th- that that was funny in and of itself. But the yeah. next, the next, yeah, the, the week later, we is some, was it a week later? Ish, two weeks later. Uh, if, yeah, if that. We we go we go to the pub beforehand, right? To to eat dinner before yeah. I again, right? Typically, with that's like a normal thing now. Yeah, and he he, we're sitting there, right? He's eating. Um, he's eating a vegetable burger. With, with an additional, with uh, an, and with an add-on, right? With an add-on, yeah. And, and I see it, and I'm nice like, nice crispy, nice crispy add-on. battered, uh, cheese, right? It's cheese. It's fully. But cheese. I said, uh, I said, because I thought he was just having a bit of a cheat day and like having a bit of cheese. for Yeah, s- because so, he,
1: Sean on on games night, we, um, you know, he he will eat milk chocolate. He won't eat no no but he's uh, he
0: did but he's trying to be fully vegan now so for the last few months this his attempts to be fully vegan is first of all he's eating literal meat yeah right then, Secondly, then cheese cheese right but the funny said, thing was is
1: when he was when he was eating the cheese it's just like harrison pointed out he goes so i say you like that cheese in here like that and he's like, what do you mean what do you mean because like, I
0: was mocking him thinking that he'd eat it on purpose and he's just a shit vegan but he yeah. genuinely thought he says no it says halloumi style cheese I went Sean that just means that's like Greek style yogurt it's still fucking yogurt just not from Greece yeah it's like that's just cheese that's not from Cyprus so and he was, he was yeah. like oh no And you looked at a menu yeah I then picked up the menu
1: had a look at the original vegetable burger that he was purchasing <gasps> oh and, yeah that that, that been, makes it even worse he's been eating it for he's been eating this particular burger for ages as well ever since it came out and then i just go he sits back down and goes sure sure can i just bring something to your attention like it's not the halloumi anymore i know you're not going to eat that anymore well done but you know the vegetable burger that you so love so i'm just just going to read out the ingredients that are available for you to look before you actually click on it on your phone screen um and it's like yeah mushrooms carrot onion celery Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, because James actually did it like this. He was reading it all out. She was like,
1: yeah, cool, sweet. And I
0: went, oh, yeah, and then
1: uh, just a couple
0: more ingredients.
1: It's got um, mozzarella and mature cheddar cheese in it. And he's like,
0: oh, it says on the menu vegetarian. It doesn't say vegan, right? Yeah. And then and then fucking right. And we uh, we rinsed him so hard for it as well, and like took we really took the piss out of him because it. And I sent him same meme again, but changed it to every type of cheese known to man. Because he's been eating three cheeses like three every, cheeses every week pretty much, and then every now
1: and then a bit of beef or something. You know. No
0: wonder it's delicious. By
1: accident. Lots of milk. He's chocolate. the shittest <laughs> vegan
0: ever. And then the next week, right? We're in the pub this and fucking, literally
1: happened on Thursday.
0: Yeah, two days ago, and it, and we're. And it was like the very next opportunity he got to eat some delicious vegan food. He sat down and the guy, the, the fucking bartender comes over is that, with is the food. Corn nuggets? No, he oh. first of all bought him chicken. Oh, and yeah. Sean sort of was like, no, I ordered the corn ones. The guy brings, brings the corn out and Sean starts tucking in. And I'd be like, do you know what my favourite thing about corn is? Is it's made with uh, mushroom protein and egg protein? Yeah, she was you, like, no, "What?"
1: He went, do you, "What's your favourite protein out of that?" <laughs> oh, is it the, yeah, yeah, that's is it. it yeah. The corn
0: and uh, the mushroom or the egg protein Yeah. And uh, Sean's like, "No," like he, he was. You could tell at this point, like this was one failure too much. And he, he got on the app and it was like, "Yeah, look, it says it's vegetarian." <laughs> but he he actually looked broken. There was yeah. a good like few so, minutes where he was slumped over. He he looked really angry. James was like, "Sean, you're alright," and he's like, "Yeah." yeah i'm all right yeah yeah so we didn't we, we, we said didn't, to him right, like we're gonna let you off this time i'm not gonna rinse you quite as hard as i did but but, but we need to point something out right <laughs> something right on the same night oh uh, again like, we, it's the same fucking thing it, the thing is right we we're eating these crisps a uh, cream what was it sour cream and sour cream and, chive, cream and right? chive and they're like the the cheapo versions
1: where they're weird shapes uh but they're always a party favorite right they're always tasty and
0: Sean's obviously, he's proper fisting them into his mouth, man. And then James sent me a picture during the game. He'd just taken of it. literally says milk on the back. It's cream. It's got fucking milk in it, Sean. But um, but we didn't tell him at the time. So no, no. Now, now, now you know. Now we've got that loaded if we ever need to rinse him again. But it's just so funny because it's like, Sean, I, d- I just said to him, I was like, look, if you don't, if you don't care enough to, ch- to read the ingredients, that's fine. Just the thing don't worry is, about
1: well, it. The is, like... You know, for quite some time, he did say, well, I kind of, i go a bit loose on games night
0: only. Yeah, he tries to, he tries to more or less not eat cheese, but he eats it sometimes. But yeah. now he's trying to put completely not, and he's eating more now than he ever has <laughs> in his entire life. But
1: the thing is, the, the corn nuggets and the, the vegetable burger slash halloumi fucking burger, Sean's been eating for months.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. So that's rough. Um... But I did buy some of those m- m- beef crisps from Pipers and bring. I say buy, I stole them. But I bought them because they were three pounds. I'm not paying that. Uh, bought them to the game. They are delicious. You can tell it's got real meat on it. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Packed full of flavour. Yeah, I mean the last thing that we've been slaying as well, other than Sean's uh, actual life, is um, Hero we- Quest. I'm not going to talk about it. Should I talk about no. it? No. Okay, so um, I'm gonna I, I, uh, yes, I've been making a new product which uh, is going to be play tested in the next campaign, next campaign. Uh, so I've been making a you know um, old school essentials the way they do it. Everything's like they have got these modular books. Yeah. So I've been working on one of those because um, they have these ones that are called genre setting rules. So they came out first with classic fantasy, then they did advanced fantasy, which is like all that AD and D stuff added into original style D and D. And th- to be honest, like they haven't done many more. Like They talked about doing an Oriental one where they would uh, introduce the monk and the samurai and a ninja and stuff like this. Um, but they haven't done it. And so I've been working on one because I've recently played through pr- pretty much all of the Fantasy Star games, which are like old <laughs> nice. Star Wars-inspired uh, and Dune-inspired RPGs for World well, of Genesis and then later on, loads of loads of con- basically every fucking console. And uh, so I'm working on a genre-setting book that is essentially fantasy star with the serial numbers filed off. And I've uh, I've pretty much made the entire thing, and it's just a little bolt-on that you can add to an, uh, an old-school Essentials to make it into a fantasy star. Oh, so tick. it's got um, it's got monsters, magic items, items, uh, rules for all the races and everything like this. And I've pretty much done the entire thing, it with the exception of artwork, but all the rules are completely done. Uh, layout's almost completely done as well, but I've just got space placeholders for the artwork. So um, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but Fantasy Star is spelt with a P H, so I might just literally call it Fantasy Star or Star Fant. I don't know, I don't know yet, but yeah. So the next campaign we play Fantasy after this, Start? Fantasy Start, yeah, <laughs> like uh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Well, but I've I've done all of the rules and I've actually got it printed out, so um, we're going to be playtesting it in the next campaign. So yeah, if you if you have it already just download one of the free products from Drive RPG from 3 RPG Publishing and then you'll get notified when the Fantasy Star I uh, my working title for it literally has been Fantasy Star PG <laughs> which is fucking stupid but um, yeah so that should be out well it'll be a while yeah but like a uh, couple of weeks this of year? playtesting and things yeah it'll be out this year <laughs> for definite that'll do innit yeah but anyway that's it should we do uh, main subject yeah boy main subject magic main SUBJECT TOKYO MAIN SUBJECT So, as a long time enjoyer of cringe internet content from Fat Daddy Wide Load to possible the best LARP video ever made, (laughs) I've seen it all, but in my years and years of finding and sending weird awkward content to my friends and family, there is one video that stands above all of these, perhaps uh, the most mystifying, mind-scrabbling and painful to watch. (laughs) And that's right, for today's podcast, I, I'm sorry about this, but we're going to go RPG adjacent, and it's not even really RPG, it's just a thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> but I think I think that you guys will find it interesting, uh, yeah, hopefully. And it's, so we're going to talk about the most, the greatest and strangest YouTube video ever made. So if you've listened to this show for a while, there is a high chance that you'll be familiar with the following sound. do. <laughs> so good so good now this sound right as 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 well as being the first thing i listen to every morning when i wake up is is one from one of the greatest youtube videos of all time but what the fuck actually is it right well the author of this noise considers it to be a composition he made as uh, an alternative soundtrack to the forest temple from the nintendo 64 game the legend of zelda the ocarina of time And the composer in question here is the legendary Matt M.V.S. whose bizarre method of musical production reaches further even than the video game he wrote this music for. And we'll get into the rest of the songs he made for Legend of Zelda in just a minute. But let me just say this before we dive in. If you think this subject stops at just this composition, strap in. Because I think it'll come as no surprise when I tell you that his online content is an absolute rollercoaster of emotions and paints perhaps one of the saddest pictures I've ever scrolled through on the internet. (laughs) So, the video itself, and James, you've, we've seen this like hundreds of times. Oh yeah, hundreds. Of, we play it all the time. In fact, we were playing it at the last game. But the video itself is simply called New Forest Temple Music, but it's mostly known simply as It because of the strange noises. Matt makes because uh, the the guy who made it is Matt MVS, right? So, yeah, and he he just makes music by f- saying weird noises and running at only one minute and fifty nine seconds. The video actually contains three original compositions by Matt MVS, along with some explanatory text. And the first one, and we'll discuss the video after we've we've sort of gone through it, right? But the first one starts with the following text. It simply says, "These are Forest Temple songs I have created." In brackets, sung. Here is the first one. And uh the first song sounds like this.
2: E re e re e re E re du 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 E re du du
0: I do have to play Ooh, more. Do,
2: oh there we go. E <laughs> re do E re E re
0: powerful stuff I'm sure you'd agree um, <laughs> I don't know it's what so it, was, it is beautiful I don't know what he was thinking but uh, yeah a, bit, uh, the, um, it's a lot of a lot of very interesting themes there right but uh, anyway the second one uh, it's, uh, it's the first one right it raises a lot of questions such as why did he upload this why did he sing them like that and so on and we'll get to all of that later <laughs> but it's now that Matt treats us with his uh, with his second example oh. That wasn't meant to play straight away. Yeah, I mean, uh, t- in terms of cringe, this is definitely going to be actually literally uncomfortable for some people. It's great. It is great. No, it isn't. It it's actually is. really isn't. disappointing. E, e, re. Um, I don't know what kind of brain he has, but to even think of doing that noise into a mic like you've got to have some serious serious problems, and he does which we'll get into in a bit, but like uh, it's just, I love it so much and uh I'm glad that that one in particular, as he says in the video, is just a, a small example. Because he says, uh, here's the second one, a small example. But the next one, and my, perhaps my personal favourite, is introduced, is introduced with text that says, here's the third one. And in brackets it says, an upbeat, strange, funkish forest feel. Funkish. And uh, here's that one now.
2: do it do do-do-do, do <laughs> I recorded quite a lot of this.
0: This goes on for ages. I'm just going to leave it in the background here. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm not sure what kind of Jenka Matt NVS was smoking, but I can tell you this, listeners... <laughs> This is. I'm gonna have to fade that down. That is annoying. <laughs> that is really, really annoying. But I can tell you this, listeners, right? I know what you're thinking—that this is a joke. A lot of people they think that, but it's actually not done for laughs. Matt really has aspirations of being a composer, as we'll demonstrate later on. But that is the—that's uh, the infamous eh rare video. Do you um? Do, what, what are your thoughts on it, James? I think it's probably some of the best piece of music ever written. But like.
1: But genuinely from a from when you first heard it, what did you think um, I just thought he was like a a sweet kid to trying to put something out there um but who clearly misinterpreted the uh, internet and what is and is not acceptable
0: well almost certainly right because i i can't um there's a lot of cringe that i remember one time right this is fucking stupid i think i've told this story on the podcast but like two things is like when back in our day when you uploaded something to the internet there was a good chance it would just die off eventually nowadays everything's getting fucking replicated and posted all over the place so it's like you really can't escape from that stuff like thankfully my old website Lair to the groove uh is gone Mm -hmm. with all the self-authored comments uh comics on there and also um uh, our old band's web page yeah. gone. Thank fuck for that. And uh, uh, well, a bunch of other cringy. St- I used to make. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm not even going to mention that. But anyway, there's a bunch of very cringy material that is now gone, and uh, I'm really pleased for that. But this guy, like, this is the type of stupid crap I used to do when I was when I was a kid on my computer, just like oh, just say so fart into the mic and then reverse it. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. shit like that. Well, <laughs> true. <laughs> but it's like I. I Sorry. But <laughs> yeah, we used to do that a lot, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Just any like the villains? Any ice Smelly vagina. vagina, yes. <laughs> but um yeah, we used to do a lot of that stuff, and like, like, I think some of it, or you know, portions of it, were uploaded to the internet. But thank fucking Christ, it's not findable anymore. Do you know what I mean? But this guy, he obviously grew up in an era where he probably put this online. Twenty, anyway. Actually, I do know how how it spread, but uh we'll get into that now, actually, because. Originally uploaded on 2012, right, but it was uh, seen by almost no one. And in 2015, uh, three years later after it was posted, it got posted on the 4chan's Cringe board, where it gained massive popularity. And in 2016, it was taken down by Matt MVS after he became a laughing stock. But then it was later re-uploaded to YouTube by the man himself in 2017. But in that small gap. So many reuploads uploads uh, got surfaced, and, and you know, and loads and loads and loads of memes, right? And it was during this time that the memes became bigger than the original composition, and even led to a further meme where people would leave comments on YouTube videos simply asking, eh, rare first appearance? And <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to find the original. So now, it, it, clearly, right, we can, it's shitty to bully somebody for uploading something cringe to the internet. It is, right? There's no two ways about it. But the memes and the meme videos that came out of this were really, really fucking good, including uh, one called The New Smooth Criminal, which sounds like this
1: The New Forest Temple theme.
0: Just fucking amazing. <laughs> and uh, 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 another one uh, which sounds like this. This one is called The Strange New Forest Temple Music and it's a clip from The Simpsons.
2: The shop is in danger of growing stale. I'm taking
0: it to strange new places. I-ri- 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 Beautiful. Wow. And uh, there's this one as well, James, where somebody actually tried to. So obviously, he was trying to, you know, he can't compose, so he just sang the things. Somebody tried to actually do what Matt MVS was singing. This is using the actual Zelda sound font as well.
2: Brilliant.
0: It's great. It really is. But you can actually imagine that being in, like, uh, a Zelda game. Well, that's the, I think that's the beauty of it, when someone's recreated
1: it like that and actually it's got his, you know, it's got his true vision out
0: there. Maybe he's pleased that someone's done that. I do like the fact that his voice is still over it, though. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, now there's loads and loads and loads of more memes, like just and there's so many of them are fucking incredible, but they bring us no further towards understanding Matt MVS himself. And while he went mostly completely quiet after he was dragged through the streets by the meme squad, <laughs> Matt MvS didn't give up on his dream of being a composer. And I wanna point out as well, actually, before we carry on, uh I did my own version, my own meme. Of, uh, oh, yeah, Rare. I did it to the RuneScape theme tune, and it was on our YouTube channel, so go and search it up and give us some views, because it's actually really terrible, and uh, it's called eren <laughs> doesn't scan very well, but yeah. Anyway, between 2017 and 2020, uh, Matt and VS uh, continued to upload new compositions, some in his signature, signature style and some not, and some experimental stuff too, if what he was doing wasn't already really fucking quote-unquote experimental. For example, his uh, follow-up to Eh Rare, entitled Epic Twilight Princess Song, which is his alternative intro music for Twilight Princess, the Zelda game for the Wii and the GameCube. Now, a little bit of advice. If you get dragged through through the muck for doing something very, very, very strange, don't do it again. This is what his Twilight Princess music sounds like.
2: A collie must have feel, Kali jolly jolly, jolly yenner A collie must have feel, Kali jolly jolly yenner A collie must have feel, Kali jolly jolly yenner Wait, I've got. I've a Kali must just
0: got to keep it playing feel, for a bit longer. There's a
2: bit. Do do
1: do do. Do 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 do.
0: God, yeah, That's hurts me, man cow he must feel do you know um so he said apparently uh fucking off oh. listen Ooh. he's still going um i um is it good do you think it's as good as rare i think rare had more impact but um the uh the
1: introduction to sort of more uh, words with some more plosives in it
0: yeah cow but like cow. it's still but it's still i think that makes it weirder and actually more cringe like it hurts yeah. me to listen to that one but the worst thing about it is i think that's more catchy than air rare because that one gets stuck in my head all the time and the other day when i was form, formulating when i was grabbing all these clips i had this stuck in my head for ages and i was making a sandwich in the kitchen and i was like "Cow, you no shut up <laughs> but it got, I, kept, I kept wanting to sing it Terrible, terrible, terrible thing. But there we go. This is democracy manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis, people. And Matt MVS and includes some quite illuminating descriptions of his songs, and in the video descriptions on his channel, the description for this one is is, is basically thus. Um, and this is the re-upload, but this is what he says: this composition. Actually, what I do is I'll play his music underneath this to make it give it like an epic feel. Oh, is that yeah. all right? Yeah. This composition evokes a heroic emotion, feeling represented by Link's heroic actions in Twilight Princess. It represents the battle of good versus for evil, and how it sound like gibberish, but they convey a deeper meaning. The first part is enunciated. I can't do this. Enunciated in words that sound like a collie must and a collie jolly enna. But as the song builds and the vocals amplify, the words take on new enunciations, then sound like a collie jolly musterville, veal, collie jolly energy, and a fine place I would. Uh, it goes on for quite a bit longer, but, uh, yeah. Um, that's, not, that's, not the, that's not the ramblings of a rational man, is it? No, I thought it was just a so sweet... Do, 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 do. <laughs> I think, yeah he has got problems. Yeah. he has got problems. I like. I, I do. I do like that you're thinking of it in a sympathetic manner. I am. I'm still trying. Because I. Because definitely, you look at that and you go, like that description. It's like either he's some sort of like hidden genius that, so, that just doesn't have the talent to actually compose music, or he's fucking mental. <laughs> like no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like and I don't want to be a dick about it, um, it it's, especially because. Um, at the end of his description, he says, Overall, the composition evokes heroic feelings of good energy and create a vibe of happiness. I think that's quite nice. That is. But Matt's channel in general remains basically this strange throughout. And for example, this one released not long after epic Twilight Princess song is called Mushrooms Going Away. Have a listen. <laughs> no,
2: don't go. Not you too. You little, <laughs> little baby mushroom.
0: No. We've got to listen to the whole thing, unfortunately. No. where's so my There's mushrooms? something at the end.
2: My mushrooms, where's my mushrooms at? I think I'm going to kill myself.
0: Um. <sighs> Is he a man of of the drugs? <laughs> I mean, if he if he if he isn't, I'd be very very. I think he must be a man of the drugs. But it's not about magic mushrooms this one's about it just it just says simply in its description this song was actually supposed to be about a mushroom sliding away on the floor from mario but the final this is this is where it gets a bit dark right and i just feel like uh, the part of the reason i did this was because well because it interests me and this is the type of thing i do on a daily basis but i i sort of uh, well i wanted to illuminate because it like the memes are funny and the songs are really deeply weird but his uh, his um, you heard the end of that one there yeah um, and you know there's no two ways about it uh, it's pretty dark. Going to kill myself. Which is uh, which is weird because there was a gap between uploads right after this one and uh, he then ended up uh, with a then his next video was simply called I am not going to kill myself. This life may still be worth living. Now, as far as I'm aware, Matt had never, never publicly, outside of mushrooms going away, stated his intention to do anything this rash. But in this latest video, that the uh, I'm not going to kill myself, which is seven seconds of silence with a single paragraph on the screen, he says that uh, he has, quote, not felt feelings of transcendent happiness for some time, and goes on to say that in his scientific mind, he knows there is a chance greater than zero that he can feel those feelings again. So he's going to give it one more shot. Now, this is terribly sad, of course, and I would never joke about this type of thing. However, and I'm not going to, don't worry, but I'm just saying, this is where, like, you look into behind these things and things tend to get a little bit dark, and it's sad, and I'm sorry about that, but trust me, it has a good ending. I don't think the way the the internet treated him helped with his dark thoughts, right? Of course they didn't. Um, But I also think that he should be allowed to use YouTube, but let, you know, let's call a spade a spade. His videos are very easy targets for piss-taking, mm. and they do deserve it a bit. But <laughs> not him, you know. But his work is yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. let, let's just let's just call it what it is. And I think that it, I feel like it, the trouble is, is that he got dragged through the muck when he made it rare. Then he made this stuff, and it's like I, no wonder he feels like shit because he's really just gone. I know, you, I know you really, really rinsed me for this, but here's more of it. It's like, fuck, Matt, come on. But I am pleased to say, however, James, and you'll be pleased to hear this, that he did get himself some actual production software and started actually making music. Not in his signature style. He changed. He changed it. Can't wait. The unfortunate thing is he did make another video for the Forest Temple, where in his usual style, but we'll ignore that one. Uh, So on October 18th, 2016, he finally made his first traditional song, and it's actually um, not entirely awful. Let's uh, play the clip here. Okay, this bit is a bit
2: weird. uh, It does get
0: less weird. Hmm. You've, you you get the picture. It's basically just sort of like ambient music. It's pretty basic, right? But I think it's all right. This is that you couldn't mock him for this. It does exactly what it wants to. Well, let's just listen to this next bit because it does build from this one single riff. Well, it actually sort of starts adding to it. Not a bad choir sound that he's found. I like how it's still on par with what he originally created. It sort of is. You yeah. could tell it's him. But this is the, this is just a cool little ambient tune. You can't really you can't really knock him for that. And now I think that that's how he's going to get out of the firing line for four chan bullies, basically. Mm. But. Uh... Besides, at this point, after a short break between Mushrooms Going Away and I'm Not Going to Kill Myself, the internet had almost completely forgotten about Matt, and he was now sitting in his tiny corner of the internet with a few thousand fans, making actual music that didn't consist of him making weird noises into a microphone. So all looked well for the young lad, and he continued to produce music for the next year. And I'll give you my two favourites, one of which is entitled Project Forest Hub, Hmm. Which is a theme for a video game world he imagines and uh, then makes music for. I actually know, no, no, legit like this one. <laughs> <laughs> But you could imagine that being in, like, a retro-style video game, couldn't you? Yeah. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's not terrible. I know, I know. look, I know they're basic, and I can see that you're not vibing with it, but it's all right, isn't it? It's no, def- I think it's... A, it's, 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 def- it's a step up from... A, a, yeah, it's a big step up from... It. He's trying something. Yeah, it's good. But he did actually make a banger, though, James, because this, uh, this one is a composition uh, that he made that mashes up, and as far as I'm aware, this was made from scratch... Uh, Ace Attorney's Steel Samurai theme and the Boomer Kuanga theme from Mega Man as such it is called Steel Kuanga and this is actually a banger I've turned it down again here we go this bit Yeah, it's pretty fucking good, hey? I know they're all done in like a 16-bit style. But that was a mashup. yeah? It was a mash-up. It was a mash-up. Together, yeah? No, no, no. So he's produced all of the sounds and everything from scratch and then mashed them together. So originally it was that and a theme from Mega Man and then he's taken the two bits re-orchestrated them i guess you could say changed the sounds and like mashed it up but i think it, it was i think it's good it's a good tune for what reason what is the charge eating a meal a succulent chinese meal matt's final composition for a while however would be on july 2017 and it's uh, simply entitled sad song and unlike his other videos its description is very short containing only one word it simply says chords and uh, it sounds like this I'm trying to operate this fucking desk <laughs> this is pretty much it for a solid year after Air Rare Matt continued to make tunes some in his original style but mo- mostly he evolved actually into making literal music except for one outing and it's uh, only one of its type on his channel but Matt actually started doing um, sound effect production so like making sound effects that you could, you could use in your products oh, if you I wanted to I, Now I, uh, want to. I won't tell you what the title of this one is but I think because it will give it away but I'm just going to why don't you try and guess what this sound effect is supposed to be An Explosion well, no, I mean like after. You've after heard. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would make a lot more sense, James. Uh, right. right, just have a listen.
2: <laughs> it's the, the, end. the end
0: where he, his real voice comes through. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just. I'm gonna read it back here and just play that last bit again because. <laughs> oh, that's what a brilliant. fucking genius man
1: um, is that a goblin being strangled
0: uh, no it's just called angry yelling boss and it's accompanied by a clip art image of a man yelling oh. Um, oh. but he, that's the only one of his kind on his channel he's obviously thought well that didn't really work out <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's pro I've got to be honest with you James that's probably his work, the piece of his work that I've enjoyed the most out of anything he's done.
2: <laughs> because
0: the end, man, it gets me every time. I've listened to that so many times as well. It's so fucking stupid, man. Ah, oh, what a genius! But the, th- the thing is, right? I like, like, we'll discuss this more in depth at the end. But like, it, all of his music is so basic, man. And and it, I think it illustrates a very, very good point. Uh, that maybe don't put your first attempts at anything out on the internet. <laughs> Just don't do it, mate. Just don't because even his actual songs are like they're, they're good, they're fine, and it shows that he's making progress. But it's like I don't think they're good enough quality to put it out. Angry Yelling Boss, on the other hand, is a very is a is work of genius. And uh, I'm gonna set it as my ringtone oh, if you can man. still do that. <laughs> I'll just put the last bit in so it's like, ah! <laughs> um. Yeah now after this it was uh, two years before Matt would release any other media but let's be honest the channel thus far paints a picture of a man with a lot of problems who's trying to find some happiness in his life. And his sad video where he talks about feelings of transcendent happiness is not an easy read because it seems like he's in turmoil, obviously, right? So, of course, it was a little bit worrying when in mid-2017 he just went off-grid for a bit and no one heard from him again in a year and a half. But we did hear from him in December 2018 when he came out with his song, Miss Me, (laughs) which uh, sounds like this. Song's are jaunty feel is accompanied by the following description. He says, My spirituality has recovered and entered a groovy sort of mood. So, this composition, in quotes, music, is thank you, Matt. I didn't realise composition meant music. Um, It's meant to convey a smooth and meaningful trance sort of state. Let the background ease your mind into the waves of grooviness as I convey the emotions thoughts of my pleasure I feel through this tune. I feel that it transcends me through my physical form into something more profound and I'm overcome with positive emotions. And he says, I hope to produce, compose, more transcendent pieces of otherworldly types of arrangements in the future so it looks like, for some reason, Matt found a bit of peace, and I'm not saying that composing actual music rather than making odd sounds into a mic then getting bullied is the reason he's happy now, but it certainly helps. Now, his final ever effort came a few weeks after this with a song entitled Hero's Triumphant Return, which is another song in his weird imagined video game, and I'll play that at the end of the segment or something. But uh, yeah, he's, he's he finally found happiness, I don't know what happened in those two years he was away, but he's he's a, he's a happy lad, he didn't end up doing anything stupid. And uh, I don't know really why I wanted to do this segment, but it's just something that w- it interested me because it's like everyone knows the meme and they rip the fuck out of him and call him a weirdo. I think there's and quite
1: a lot of people in the RPG community that not know it because it's obviously based around fantasy.
0: <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's a video game, isn't it? So yeah. it's like, yeah, a lot of people are, are going to be aware of it. But like, I just find it kind of funny because it's like, well, everyone um, sort of dragged them through the muck. But actually, maybe sometimes... Do a little dive into it. I mean, I still listen to it rare all the time, and I find it funny, and it still is funny, and it is weird, and he is weird. But the the thing is, it's like I said, just don't put the first thing you do out onto the internet. <laughs> just don't, because you're only ever going to get rinsed. And I feel sorry for him that, like, I'm sure there was other stuff in his life that made him feel how he did, because I doubt being bullied by 4chan is going to make you feel that disgusting, But because they're just a bunch of cunts. But it's like, at the end of the day, like... You've got to show some restraint when you do doing weird stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think, then? What do you think of uh, his music overall? What, what are your thoughts on the whole Matt MVS situation? I should point out, I did, I've did i sent him a message and asked him to come on for an interview, but he never responded.
1: Oh. Maybe he will in, like, a year, when he
0: resurfaces again. Yeah, well, the only trouble is, is I actually wanted to produce this episode, like, a couple of years ago, so that I did send him a message a couple of years ago. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's ever going to ever respond. Right. Okay.
1: Um... Well, I don't, I don't diminish his efforts when he was actually doing music production and like trying to piece some stuff together. I think um, it's quite obvious that there's a big community that get some kind of joy and entertainment about what he has produced, even if it was the original, <laughs> and he should, I reckon, the, you know, like the person who tried to, um, was it vocode his voice into a, a creator so it, it. Tries to actually make the song that he tried to produce, or whether or not they like, actually tried to produce that. It, oh, the guy with, that made the thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I reckon they should actually get in contact with him and they should try and he should just be like, Look, I'm clearly my production skills aren't great, let's try and. Well, because and- actually,
0: a lot of people do do that, and I know you have some experience with this with a song that you made years ago where you made it with two of you that knew music production and two people that didn't, and they would just. They would do things like that. And there's also that hypocritical video about that song "Alors en Danse where this is French tune where this bloke is getting him to... He's, he's like, this is how the song was made and this is guy standing next to the actual producer going, it should go like this. Yeah. But that's a genuine actual thing people do yeah. because you've, you've seen it and like your mates who don't know music or music theory or music production they'll go like, no, it should go like this. And you're like... Then, then the producer listens and turns it into something. Yeah. So maybe, like, you're right, Matt MVS, Because the actual song that that guy made where he tried to do his original vision turned out all right. It sounds like a thing that could be in a Zelda game, at least. Yeah, and when he
1: was, when he was eventually actually making stuff with a metronome, uh, then it kind of... You could see the flow of where he was trying to get to better.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a man with... He, it's weird because he's a guy who's got clearly a lot of vision... But not a lot of talent. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so maybe it should. He should team up with some people. But then it might. I don't know. It's like it's like those. Maybe it's like those types of people. Like I've had it before. I'm. I don't do many. I don't draw much. But I've drawn a little bit in the past and put it. Put some things on Facebook. And I had a a uh, common friend of ours who who texts me and was like, right, I have this idea for a comic and I want you to draw it. I'm like, first of all, I'm not very good at all. Second of all, <laughs> like, it's good one of those situations. Like, Matt MVS, imagine if he just went to, like, music productions and said, I've got this idea and he sent them a eh, rare. It would only make make him meme further. But I think that I think he needs to keep plugging away at the music and, and try to make something of it. And I'm not saying that in a patronising way because I'm shit at making music. But he, um, yeah, I don't know, man. And it's just... It, uh, I feel I feel terrible for him because it's like at the end of the day he has got some problems clearly.
1: Well he obviously has but it's quite even though it's like I agree with the maybe don't put up your first uh, attempt at something um, at the same time. But what he put like,
0: out wasn't even his first attempt it was like the pre-attempt.
1: Oh yeah but I mean like even like for instance I was uh, going to move on to say like uh, uh, I suppose at least for him he has been trying you know it's like he did take it down and then re-upload it, mm. but it shows that he was still sort of consistently trying for quite a good amount of time. Well, suppose.
0: also, I, I want to point out, like, a lot of times, we, I, I think what, what's fine is to laugh with somebody not at them, right? But in this particular case, yeah, we are laughing at that song, but it's clear that he's tried to move away from it. And also... I feel like it's more so that you're not There's laughing, no hate in it. Yeah, you're not laughing at him as a person. You're
1: laughing at the something cringey did when he was young yeah the end result of a song so you're laughing at
0: the material not the person but if that makes sense no no it, it makes a, it makes a lot of sense and I think that probably maybe part of the reason that him getting slagged by everyone was so hurtful is because he's a person that can't distance himself from his work it's not like only when we read a shitty comment out it's like oh you don't like the podcast i'm like i don't fucking care like it just it doesn't bother i don't no, like some the podcast people
1: like it some people don't exactly if you don't but like it
0: don't listen i can understand someone being hurt for being slagged off for a project they've spent you know a significant portion of their life making but how how long did he work on air rear do you think it was like you know when you see in, in like serial killer things where it's like Look, they've got they've there. got one of those mad walls full of loads of papers and he's like or he's sitting there
1: on the he gets the same tube every day and then he's been sitting there musing for two years writing in a big like, notebook. He's got like three notebooks full up and then he comes out and he goes right, I've got it.
0: I've got it. He- he takes a deep breath. He walks up to the mic.
2: <laughs> I- ri- I- ri- <laughs> 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 he was the best guy
0: around
2: what about the people he murdered what it's murder
0: so yeah that's my mvs don't know what the point of that was but just a weird weird thing and, and, and that i found interesting well, an off and, topic
1: bit of refreshment uh some content for your ears and a bit of
0: um FYI. well it's just a weird corner of the internet that i find yeah. interesting and i feel like there another another point is is like a lot of people that do these memes end up getting slanged so hard and it's just like like the guy do you remember that out uh, and it is a fight and again i'm not laughing at him but you know that guy who um he went into the drama room and he found there was a camera in there and he did his whole star wars thing where he was using a pole like it was a double-ended lightsaber yeah. and he got he got bullied off the face of the planet because he was like well he's trying to get a real job but people recognized him and he couldn't do it so he ended up suing the school who uploaded it uh without his permission and it's like it is. that Matt can't do anything like that because he uploaded it. He can't sue himself. But, like, at the end of the day, I don't think it's worth being a cunt to somebody about. Mm. But, like, I love that fucking video. And I watch it almost every day. And one of my favorite ones ever was where we were playing Mario Party. And uh, for once, I did well and I actually won. <laughs> and you, I, and somebody else were playing it. And we were all very drunk. And he was really fucking stoned to the point of being, like, catatonic. Anyway, I win the game and then as a celebration I put on air eh, rare and started dancing around the room and I just remember looking over at our mate who was really stoned and he was just like what the fuck is going on it's just me ju-, like Mario Party in the background me jumping around to it eh, rare and he's just like what the fuck am I seeing <laughs> um, but yeah that's Matt MVS I hope you enjoyed that one bit of a weird deep dive into a, a, a video that I like but we should we do some questions Yep, yeah, boy in the future you will be able to send a letter or parcel From anywhere on the planet, this, sir, is the Electro Letter. Alright, let's do some Electro Letters. Just before we do though, I just want to hear what that, you know that angry, yelling boss? Mm. I want to hear what that would be like, slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so this is your uh your correspondence here uh famous nonce dr. Mumpson comes in and he says, uh what are your thoughts on the current events? Shit question really and I just want to say he's not a nonce, but he is from Iceland ah so no what happened was, was on the discord uh, he didn't understand what it was, and i we were saying something about it, and he was like, yeah I've been known to nonce a bit." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. Uh, current events. I mean, the only thing, the only thing that's been that has been going on really is the 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 Titanic submarine. Oh. I guess like a lot of people have thoughts on that, but thoughts some s-
1: imploding to do.
0: Gutted. But uh, yeah, so uh, don't, I don't. I'm not going to talk about it. Bargle the infamous. He says, are GM screens necessary, or are they inherently alienating? Bonus question: How high should screens GMs be? To be- GM screens be GMs should be very high. I they imagine should, all the time.
1: I would say that, um, that I think that they're a good tool because the whole point is to um, just block your notes and anything that may spoil the game for the players. Exactly. Um, but I feel like the lower the better in height.
0: I agree. Like, uh, the Savage Worlds ones are very. Uh, they're quite good. They're quite small. Hang on one second. Yeah, the Savage Worlds ones are very, very short, and I like them because if you're a person that rolls out in the open, like, then they're very good for that reason. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I like them simply for hiding notes because you never know what could be a spoiler in a game. Like, if somebody glances at my notes and they see. The size of the dungeon, for example. Yeah, that's, 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 that's always, a spoiler in and of itself.
1: That's always like one of the biggest spoilers, isn't it? You never want to really give away.
0: I didn't use one for MCC, and I uh, and I tell you why is because the uh it is too high. I actually didn't like how tall the GM screen is, and I've used the uh, the DCC one for ages, but the majority of that was played in actual plays where we were actually, for the most part, sat at separate areas of the room for sound reasons. So, you know, um, yeah, I think I like a low one, but I like it for the information. I like it to hide notes. Um, I think I, I don't think they're, they're necessary because I've played plenty where I can flat out see the guy's notes, but I just will not look over. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like you, if you've got good table manners, um, because, you know, sometimes I, I find that certain situations, certain people, even myself, definitely myself I get distracted easily so my eyes will wander and then I'll stare at something so if I'm sitting next to you and you've got your notes out then I'm just going to be like I'm, I'm definitely going to like have a peep but not on purpose
0: yeah you, you at some point you might be like out of your prof- profiterole vision be like what the fuck <laughs> is that and then oh yeah shit I looked yeah. do you know what I mean it's like, it's like if you're at the urinal yeah, you're gonna have a look. Always, if day. somebody's got an impressive member out, then you are not not like you're looking at it, no. but you might by accident go, oh no. I That's why tired. I always
1: wear those sunglasses to the uh, toilets.
0: Yes, so nobody can tell, mm. and those uh, the ones with the mirrors on them.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, Moonbeam, he says. Now that you're fully regressed into the mental state of a '90s teenager, do you prefer to go to skate park or you're out there in the urban jungle grinding on the park benches? Uh, Yeah, well, yeah, speaking of digressing into the mental state of a teenager, thank you for that, James. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, this is in reference to the fact that I uh, recently, for fitness reasons, took up roller skating and also skateboarding, which I'm doing on alternate days. Um, Yeah, I mean... uh, it does feel a bit well I was saying I was talking to you about it the other day and like yeah. I, although we are very irreverent I'm like there are so many things I stop myself doing because I'm like no I'm too old for it and it's like it'll be cringe or whatever but it's like if you just sincerely enjoy something I think you should and I happened to be in a skate shop the other day because I was buying a helmet for me and my son Uh not th- two separate ones we've got different size heads and uh he and i was like millie was like would you ever get back into skateboarding i was like i'd fucking love to do that and uh so yeah i just bought one there was um sort of a a company that went out of business that sold fairly decent skateboards and uh this guy bought loads of them in bulk as the company went out of business so i got a cheap fully built all customized uh, uh skateboard for 40 quid so well happy with that I mean, but no uh, my preference is the skate park i have to say though i, I um tend to go at night literally about between 8 30 and 9 is when i'll arrive so that nobody's there and i've had the one nearest us to, to completely to myself it's a concrete one and it's amazing so i've well, had a comp- floodlit as well so yeah, exactly. So I've had that completely to myself, like almost every day that I've been, and it's it's so much fun.
1: It's only when it gets into the height of summer it's going to start getting busy now. Because it's but now we should also, be in the height of summer though. No school breaks just started.
0: Yeah, that's annoying because I I have gone on occasion and uh, I went there the other day and uh, with the, there were just a bunch of chavs in the actual bowl yeah. uh, drinking. And smoking. That's going
1: to get that's going to get more severe now.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, it's it's really cool and everyone there's like at least at the times I'm going is super nice but I went there the other day and there was um, two and I I, I say this not as an insult I find it adorable but there are two very very autistic men driving RC cars around in it and you explained it to me and it sounded rad as fuck. It's really cool because they were the proper like nice petrol power ones with the headlamps and stuff like this. And it looked fucking awesome. And they're doing some pretty cool tricks. It was funny because like um, I, I sort of turned up and I just sat down. and I filmed the cars going around for a bit and uh, they were just standing there like yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, and, and things like this. And I was like just filming the cars going around and there was a skater and his girlfriend there. And they, we started talking to each other and uh, they were like, I don't know what these guys are fucking up to. It's, a sk- it's called a skate park for a reason. I'm like... I was just thinking to myself, yeah, but it's actually kind of cool. And yeah. then, and then, um, but I had to. I, I, I didn't join in. I wasn't like, yeah, fuck those guys. I was just like, so they might be here for a while then. But yeah, they left. And uh, I got chatting to this bloke and his, his girlfriend, and they said that apparently it's like nowadays because so many because of TikTok and things, so many kids have got into skateboarding and uh, scootering and BMXing and stuff like this. They were saying that his his girlfriend's like an absolute beginner, a little bit like me because it's been so many years. But it, she was saying that every time she comes during the day she gets basically cussed out by like five year olds because they're just <laughs> like, oh, you're shit, and it's like <laughs> well, that has got that's got really really hurt your confidence. I huh? hate it, man. like it's just like well, Everyone's
1: a beginner at some point, especially if you're rusty or you never got that proficient. Like, well, I only really
0: did it back in the day to appear cool. That was it. I, I couldn't do a single trick.
1: You know, I I genuinely believe that if I sat on a BMX, like, I would really enjoy attempting things again. And you I were could really do good, couple, though. Yeah, I could do a couple things. I could never get air on, the, on a ramp or anything like that. And because of my janky ankle, I'd never really... Was proficient at doing specific. This moves. That's what you
0: should do, man. Now that you're you're entering the midlife crisis phase of your life, <laughs> you should get a BMX and we should go together. It'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, another thing is like obviously wearing protection is really wildly uncool. But I'm like I've broken my wrist so many times. It's just like dust in there. So I'm just like, well, I'm definitely going to wear protection and just try to not give a fuck about it. But I, mean, I will admit,
1: I think I think it's wild how uncool people perceive it to be because. Tony Hawk is what is he nearing sixty, and he still wears uh, the knee pads and, and a
0: helmet and everything. But you see videos of people falling off a skateboard and smacking their head; it's horrific. So oh, it's yeah. like I, I definitely wearing a helmet fully. But uh, what I didn't uh, uh, anticipate was how fucking shit my body is now, in Because <laughs> I've I've got um, uh, Achilles tendonitis now as a result of skateboarding, so I have to take a few a uh, few days off. Um, but that started. When I was roller skating and then I skated on it or, or, or the other day uh, again, so I shouldn't have done that. But yeah, well, good. And but I sweat a lot. Uh, but yeah, I'm loving it. But I I've the skateboard I've got is, is made for skate parks, so it doesn't do very well against shit ground and basically everywhere where it is. So yeah, yeah, mainly just the skate park. Um, Elicit Ilithid loves cock. That's his name. Um, he says questions. The Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, The Wizard of Oz, and The Chronicles of Narnia count as isekai for those that don't know Isekai is uh, an animation where tra- characters get transported into another world and I would say yes it does 100% it, it does but I suppose the big difference is, is that the, the characters in those do not come from modern day Tokyo but it's essentially the same fucking idea isn't it it is yeah yeah definitely they do um, and uh, he then follows up and he says what are your thoughts about event timers in games? Recently talked about in the general chat. Should players know when the timer will end and uh, what's it for or better to keep it mysterious and track it behind the screen? Uh, it Depends what's going on.
1: I think if you are trying to make players like solve a problem or a puzzle or get something completed by a particular time. If you whack half an hour down in a real life timer on the table mm-hmm. it- is great and it creates that suspense. If you're um, having to make someone think on their feet and you give them 10 seconds and count it down um, so that they are not allowed to bounce off anyone or because um, you know that... what Like if it's a
0: particularly tense situation, I sometimes do that. I go, what are you doing? You've got 10 seconds or whatever. Yeah. Um, Um, I'm not sure about how many times we've
1: had uh, a behind-the-scenes timer, um, but I feel like most of ours have been up front
0: I, I Yeah, I, I tend to prefer an upfront one uh, for several reasons. Like like say for example, if if in my notes it says if the players make noise in this area, somebody will come rushing in in two turns, right? Yeah. I, I think I think often what I would do is I'll I'll um just go. I, I I'm not necessarily put the timer dice like some people put the dice down and then count count it down right to say in two rounds this is gonna happen. I might go. You hear footsteps coming from uh, uh from far away. Roll it secretly behind the screen. I'll be like, and then I'll give a vague sort of like, oh, it'll be there in. You hear it, it's getting closer. It's closer now. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. I I think they can be overused um, because there are other ways to create tension in in, in any given scene. And, like, I think ICRPG, as much as I like the concepts, uh, you know, I prefer it as a toolbox to use in other games. And the thing is, in ICRPG, they say every single encounter and everything's an encounter. So, every single thing you do has to have a threat. So, like, something bad can happen. It has to have a treat. So, there's a reward. And it has to have a timer. And more often than not, like, in practice, what I've seen GMs do is go... They'll paint a scene like, oh, you're at the bar, whatever. They'll plop down a big D4 to say in four rounds something's happening. But then you, there's no... Like, you have to describe what's going to happen. And also, can we just have some scenes where there's not a timer? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just that that kind of stuff annoys me if it's overused. But I think certainly... Like, I like the real life timer to go l- play as fast as you can. But I, I, t- I like to use it in particularly tense situations. I also like the rule-off
1: timer for the... maybe it's not done on purpose, but maybe it is, and it's just quite smartly done, but it also, at least for our table, it refocuses the group. If we're being a bit um, twatty or something... A bit or, like, or
0: right. Yeah, if, say if if the characters are umming and ahhing about what they should be doing, and then suddenly the, in the very next scene you're like, right, water's rushing into the chamber, you need to... F- solve it before this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you just do it in half hour,
1: right, here's a real life timer. If you don't do it, then everything's fucked in the bin. And we're like, all right, cool. And then it, we get, um, Better focus. Obviously.
0: Yeah, suddenly yes, yeah, suddenly people are like, Oh shit, we got we there's shit going down. Yeah, I, I love it man. I love a good timer, but it needs to be employed tactfully, that's what I think.
2: What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> how are you feeling man? I I'm pretty
0: lucky. <laughs> Say what? I am fine. <laughs> I'm pretty fine. <bad. laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm good. You're how, how are you? Uh no clever name city says question one, how's things going for you?
1: Yeah. They're all right. Yeah? Yeah
0: um but you've been you've been going to the gym recently a lot haven't you got home gym yeah boy i'm one of those posh cunts i'm not gonna lie i did while we were outside earlier on i did notice your arms are looking really swole uh i realized
1: when i put my t-shirt on i haven't worn this in ages but i always wear like really big clothing now to sort of hide the swole
0: Oh, yes, because you're like a trained weapon, but you don't want people to know. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's like having a concealed carry for a firearm. Yeah. That's I've what your, that. the guns are. My yeah, fire. Yeah. But but I th- uh, yeah. But you're, you're uh, hopefully moving house soon. You're going on holiday tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Can't wait. So if... things are going very well for James. Very well. You're going to bring people back a gift from your holiday? No. Why... What kind of? Please. I've got
1: like no carry-ons, man. I've got like not. Spe- well, actually, I will if I, if I if I happen across something. Just something tiny. Yeah, yeah. I
0: really want a gift. I need a gift. My penis. That is not a gift. That's a curse. Um, because it's deeply infected. <laughs> a gift that keeps. On it's giving. very infected. <laughs> very infected um, no and I'm alright yeah cheers question 2 he says will we ever see the return of Sandwich Worlds which for those that don't know I used to be on a podcast called The Wild Diet it was a Savage Worlds podcast and um, I did a segment on it where I talked about sandwiches because I'm an idiot and it was rubbish and so no you will never see that and question 3 he says do you like the podcast is it nice no we don't like it it's terrible and fuck you for even asking you bitch you bitch (laughs) Barkle the infamous he says request more reviews of one page RPGs and other offbeat slash overlooked RPG materials
1: Uh, so the one page RPG kind of thing while I agree with your proposition you know we could just that would take over the entire podcast there's so much
0: there's thousands that come out out, every fucking day you know why because they're easy
1: we, can, we we could just delve into a few because there is that minimalist RPG group where they're all one-pages and we can ask someone in that, pick your favourites and we'll review them.
0: Yeah, no, but the, I was in that for a bit mm. and you know what? It, it, it's like every single fucking game on it was a mod of lasers and feelings but with different fluff text and the fluff text in a one-page RPG is a sentence. It's like you haven't done any fucking work here. You just renamed it. So instead of lasers and feelings, it would be like, oh, there was Bodgers one that was um, bubblegum kicking ass and bubblegum. and then if you run out of one and uh, it's fucking dumb man a, a one-page RPGs are great but we need a bit more creativity it's like the guy that made well, micro that RPGs. skeleton one the, the micro RPG yeah
1: micro RPGs are better because you can have more content but it's like really
0: um sick. Goblin Quest yeah and No Murdered like things like that those those are good the micro RPGs with a lot of extra content like the Goblin Quest one had that one where you play as different versions of Sean Bean and shit like this like <laughs> that's fun yeah um but overlooked RPG materials well, this episode was originally going to be about uh, Cyber Sprawl Classics but then I got into a bit of an eh uh, um situation and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's not but Cyber Sprawl Classics will be the next one and that I think is criminally overlooked because it's free and it's for DCC it's free for DCC and well it's fantastic it's one of the best RPGs out there um, all you need to do is own DCC and then get that and it's. Fun. in fact I think you can play it without I think, yeah. Because it's got all the character creation rules in there. It doesn't have the game rules, though. That's the problem, isn't it? Um, But yeah. It's worth it. If you have to buy the OG game to play it, do it. Which is cheap anyway. So yeah. Cheapish. 25 quid, I think. Um, yeah we will do we'll do more overlooked RPG materials that's what we like to do on here so we definitely will Um,
1: why don't you fucking suggest some how about that instead of please get yeah instead of fucking
0: yeah you piece of shit why don't you uh, do you know how hard it is do you know how hard it is to make this fucking podcast well this is how it makes me feel so there no, but seriously, we will do that. Griffiana, he says, you run a session using a published adventure for Five E, meant for a one shot. The opening scene fight is brutal and essentially leaves the plenty of uh, uh, leaves plenty of the PCs badly hurt. Question: What do you do with the boss battle at the end of the adventure? Do you make everyone weaker? Just the minions weaker, or just the boss weaker? The adventure I ran was Crypts of Azrum Azaruma. Um, that, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because like, it's a one shot. Um, I would. I would
1: just give them the opportunity to heal up before they do the final boss fight.
0: Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, because if everyone gets really badly hurt... They They need to
1: know the fearsome nature of 5e and the bosses in there, right? So if they get fucked in the bin from the first encounter, then that's their fault. Maybe. But they, but they the should god said so
0: they yeah you I, I, w- I don't think i'd make any of it weaker or stronger because you still want to have that challenge but maybe give them an opportunity to take a short rest yeah, or if you're feeling like, really generous a long rest yeah. be like go, you can go back to town if you like you say look
1: you're aware this is going to happen but you've got some time to kill
0: would you like to rest and maybe heal up even or even if you just put a room in the dungeon that's like a safe room from resident evil where it's like you go going here and there's some there's some pretty nice beds and you, that you think it would be safe so, or somebody could take a watch or whatever because yeah. i don't know that adventure that you ran but like I, I i'm sure you could have inserted something you know what i mean but like yeah i, I don't think yeah. changing I feel like
1: it's quite difficult unless you're well versed in the system that you're playing it's quite difficult to flip it on the fly so just give the players the opportunity to rest up particularly in a one shot just be like right if it's early know. yeah definitely yeah you happen across uh a, a, a traveler he looks like he's just been killed, but all the stuff's on him. What's he's he like, got? he's, oh, got, he's got five healing
0: potions. But um I think the trouble you run into is when like you have uh characters that die at the very beginning of a one shot because that's there's very little way you can come back from that. Yeah, there's only like a couple ways. One is uh, bring out the other character sheets you have lying around. The other one is to uh change their surname. Well, that's we what I, Yeah, 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 just be like you all of your we start the adventure from the beginning change the first name be like all of your sons have now come to avenge the previous guy <laughs> yeah there we go that's that's one way out and um also yeah like james said i like, have some spare character sheets because like i tend to if somebody's died really early on i'll have a backup character and be like insert them into the adventure somewhere i mean the easiest way if we're talking typical dungeons is like you know when you go oh, steps coming behind you or get it be oh. and it's another adventurer. Right? yeah yeah there you go easy <laughs> um I, I do understand where you don't want to be be in this sort of realm where you're like um giving them a freebie yeah but i think if it's tactfully placed and well done you can kind of get away with it i mean fucking it's it's a difficult one but ideally i think just give them an opportunity to rest is the best way or and bring spares just say to them right, once we're through these characters the adventure's over i've got about six here if you've got four players you've got two spares and just be like but if everyone dies well then it's fucked (laughs) um and a lot of dcc adventures sort of ramp up to the point where at the end they tend to become ridiculously hard yeah um and that that's kind of the fun of it like watching all the characters die in hilarious ways and seeing what happens to the ones that succeed. you are not a tree that type of thing um (laughs) that's a bit of a deep cut that was on a bonus episode and i'm not going to explain it yep um Dr Mumson, he says, serious question for me for once, when my group plays DCC, almost all of my players have a huge problem with mighty deeds. I've had them look at examples given in the rulebook and also try to explain what the deed should have some kind of utility, for example, pin down or push back or even just say, I want to hinder this enemy from making its next attack. But they shy away from doing a deed and just use the deed die for attack and damage bonus. So my question is, how do people, how do you get people to do deeds? So, a quick explanation is, in, 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 in like, uh, D&D and stuff, you have feats, right, which are like special combat manoeuvres that your character can do. Uh, in DCC, they've extrapolated it out to where fighters um, and dwarves, I think, get a Mighty deed die, where it's like you you get a non-static bonus to attacks and damage. So it's a dice that you roll with attack and you roll it with damage. and it, uh, Well, you roll it once and it, it passes to both. Now, if you get above a three on that, you can also pull off some kind of manoeuvre. Like, for example, you might send in any prone. You might blind them for a round by poking them in the eye. You might disarm them. Whatever. So you describe some cool attack that you're doing as well as just hurting them. That's the way they've sort of made the feats a bit more fluid, as it were. Um, and, yeah, I have the same problem. I have. This, uh, I mean, how many times did you ever hear a mighty deed go off in our actual plays, Mumson? I mean, it was not often. yeah and i and and like it's not not i'm not you know roasting you or or nick here but it's like um for there is some reason that players don't do it like the the extra bonus is actually just good on its own anyway so i think that's probably part of the reason it's like i don't think feel too bad about it if the players aren't using it and they only remember to use it once in a blue moon that's fine because they still get that extra bonus
1: my only um, suggestion that if you're that way inclined be be to do a slight character sheet mod.
0: May well, maybe add like a couple just, of deeds
1: on there. Just just add the, the word deed right next to their attack section.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean it does have a section for deed dice on the warrior sheet, so I yeah, don't know, but it's like it's it's kind of that people will just see it as the dice. Yeah. And like yeah. Um another thing I could suggest is keep an eye on the dice that they're rolling and uh if like, oh if you added
1: your deed dice.
0: Yeah, that nah, but like, just watch, and if they do get a three or above, go, go, like, nice, you got a three. Uh, you can add some extra uh, thing. What do you want to add? Yeah, don't wait for them to do it. Just go. What do you want to add to this? Do you want to blind him? Do you want to disarm him? This. That, push and him back give give them some them? options and then yeah. another thing is i've always heard that is a very good advice that eric lamaru gave is that use use those mechanics against them and then they'll see how good they are oh uh, yeah have them course. fight a warrior who's got a d dice and start using it on him and they'll quickly learn how fucking powerful these things can be and uh and yeah they'll they'll, they'll definitely start fucking doing it that's yeah that's very good advice uh I think we solved that one. Easy. <sighs> easy No, it's not easy. I don't want to make him feel stupid. It's not easy. It's a problem I've definitely had, but that's just a solution. You know, hopefully it works. So uh, try it out and let us know. Um last one is Vaudrillas. He says, uh, which subset of the online RPG community do you find the most off putting? Um Sex people?
1: Yeah. They're pretty bad? Furries.
0: Furries. They can fuck off. Um, definitely the people
1: who are like fatal and beneath the inverted church,
0: and I've seen a lot of those on uh, Lamentations people who are essentially serial killers um, in waiting I mean to give an example this was so many years ago James but I saw once when we used to play 4E so that shows how long ago it was nice I saw on Facebook. I was subscribed to like the D and D Facebook, and somebody put on there GMS. What's your favourite villain you've ever made? And I saw some cunt on there go. I made one called the Hymen Taker, who would rape women. And I was like, yeah, that type of guy. Those types of Uh, people—they're really into the uh, lamentations, fatal, that type of stuff. They're
1: really into the because they're they're really into weird sex stuff in the fantasy realm
0: and gore stuff. Yeah, which is like. I understand i kind of like i kind of like that type of stuff like as a, yeah, like, a special effects thing in films yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's a good uh it's a good thing to use as descriptors not to get off
0: on but yeah and it's not it's also not like clever to really come out that like a, there's nothing better than when you've kill a villain in a D game that you've really hated for a long time and the, you satisfyingly describe how you crush their head into mints it's like yeah. it's kind of different to being like I've got actual rape in my game because I'm edgy. It's like d- fucking grow up. Um, another one I-, I hate is the bro SR. It's like OSR, but it's like all dude bros that are like all about beards and drinking and uh being like chads. Wait, is in like
1: wait a second, bro SR is the, a community, right? Yeah. It's, all right, I I think I understand. Like uh, the yeah yeah yeah, I know. It's
0: you like mean. gym bros. But for role playing, Not and it's... they're sort of like your character's dead. Well, fuck you, man! Like, like no emotion. It's just all about you kill shit, bro. I know what you mean. It's like the uh, what the fucking, frat boys. What the are, what are the beardy
1: men with who smoke vapes and that. Called? Oh, like
0: lumbarja- uh hipsters. Oh like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's
1: like A hipsters, bunch of hipsters playing
0: D D like frat boy fucking, and it's like people they they sort of are like if you don't play OSR, you don't game for real, bro. It's like it's like you know the types of people that will criticize exactly like fucking those skateboarding cunts except they're not five, they're adult men it's like, it's like you turn up and you're like oh, I'm enjoying this game and I'm enjoying it thoroughly and they're like, you're a prick, it's like the types of people that would get angry at you for, for drinking something that doesn't taste like sand and dirt, do you know what I mean, it's like whiskey enjoyers, fair enough I am one but it's like, people that drink an Alcopop, it's like, well, they're drinking it because they like it. It's not, it's, not, it's not because they're a pussy, do you know what I mean? Mm. And that, that type of stuff annoys me, and especially people who hate story games. I'm just like, but people like it. If you think it's the wrong way of gaming, you don't, nobody's fucking forcing you, forcing it down your throat. So unless you you're can, on Twitter yeah, or something. You have
1: an opinion of it. If you've actually experienced um, it to have that true opinion of it, then that's better. Mm. But you, you just don't shit on it like unless it's like you know the, the rapey gory
0: yeah but like that's... I'm talking about people that hate on Vampire the Masquerade because they don't think it's a real RPG because it's too focused on story based mechanics and I'm like but oh, and also Root is another one like like and uh, powered by the apocalypse in general so like, but people that hate on it it's like okay it's not for you I don't give a fuck though like i i i enjoy those games sometimes and other people prefer those types of games how does it affect you it's like i don't know man like it's specifically the osr crowd who tend to be like this it's like i get it you, you would love it if every single fucking game was an osr game that's good for you but I, it ain't and that's not what it's ever going to be like so shut your fucking mouth and there, are, there's a plenty of space for both isn't there it's yeah. not like
1: i don't know i think we're just lucky because we mentioned it many times but we're just lucky that we like to experiment and we've got
0: broad tastes and, yeah
1: and we like to see what's out there we've played a lot of uh undesirable systems um and, but then we speak about it, so we get it's to also share our opinions on
0: it. As that well. too, but it's also that we've gone through some shit once to figure out what we really are, uh, enjoy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, um, I don't know, like Five E. It's become an unpopular thing, like a popular thing to hate it. But I, I think it's all right. It's, and and also, it's like. I've never understood the whole mindset of you like you being narrow-minded somehow makes you superior to everyone else. I've never understood that. It's like, I <laughs> only like this one thing! That makes me cool. It's like, no, I think that being able to see things from a multitude of points of view and try and enjoy something different makes mm. you more of an intellectual than the other thing. But it's like, fuck, fuck man. I mean, And I, honestly, in my head when I'm thinking of this, I am just thinking of RPG Pundit. But uh, yeah, I've got an episode in the works about him, actually. And uh fuck, it's gonna be amazing. But I've been working on it for months. Um hang on one sec. Alright.
2: Hi,
0: how the recording go? Yeah, oh uh, you're asking how it went. Uh, it's still in the, still just in the middle of it at the moment, Mills. Oh,
2: okay,
0: I thought you said one. No, 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 we're 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 sort of wrapping up would do you wanna say anything to the fans?
2: What? <laughs>
0: yeah, well you're on the you're on there now. Somebody asked how how we were doing, so, you know, how are you? Are you alright?
2: Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, I feel for anyone elderly
0: because I can't get myself off the floor. I don't, Mills. Um, I hate old
2: luckily, people. Luckily, I haven't defecated myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's can, a positive. Now that... I can speak as well. That's great. Yeah, you can you can speak. No defecations yet, fingers crossed. Nope. And I can
1: finally breathe. That's nice. That's, That's nice. Paying, to be fair. All
0: right. Well, good to good to hear from you. Um, I'll give you a call maybe after the record, which is uh, what we discussed earlier. Yeah,
2: I want if you're still meeting us.
0: What, it should, can I call you back? Yeah. Yeah. Have All right. right. Bye all right uh well that is it thank you very much for your questions uh everyone and uh yeah some some very good ones in there uh so i got a bit ranty there about subsex of the rpg community oh, hey. yeah but some of them are fucking dicks mate they are except bit... the ones that are not Except uh, the ones that are dicks are dicks yeah that's just a fact like we said we're dick experts so we know them uh that and vegans. <laughs> <laughs> vegans. Sure. bad vegans that's my most hated one um all right cool let's do an outro shall we yeah <laughs> that lowers your attack points because you're scared all right yeah uh, everyone that was uh, another podcast and uh I'm... why is that one working glue and say alright uh, right, ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the 3T RPG give this a minute uh, yeah thank you very much for listening thanks for sending your questions in um, yeah I mean we talked a lot about RPGs in this episode so I think it's alright doing a bit of no, an I off topic fine. main subject all right, off topic
1: is good especially for something where we decided we'll open up the the, uh, the, the fruit basket again and show that we're we're not, we're not gone. It's just going to be uh, less longer, frequent. Yeah,
0: less frequent, longer between episodes. But I think we're going to have a bit more fun with it. Definitely, and uh, also, yeah, we spoke a lot about RPGs anyway, and veganism and vegans being bad. I did see a meme the other day that was um, "never refer to your vegan diet as a journey," and I was like, "fucking yes." yes totally. because <laughs> you know with what Millie's been going through recently a lot of people keep calling it a journey and she it makes yeah she hates it but there we go
1: fucking journey
0: well I mean you could call it that well, it is appropriate in some situations in some but it's just a bit of a cringe too. thing to say isn't it because mm-hmm. now people will be like
1: Oh man. Oh, how's it going on your journey, dear? I'm fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, thank you very much to everyone for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with the next episode will be the CyberStral Classics one. And uh, we'll finally actually review the game we played, like, ten fucking years ago that is amazing. But, yeah. Um, if you want to email us, what's the email address? 3 Pod at gmail.com. And uh, what's the... Um <laughs> Well, uh, and oh, if you want to donate sorry I've got too distracted trying to play a stupid sound effect <laughs> donate
1: um, just look up Free T RPG pod on Patreon. and look it up on Soundcloud and RPG, drive through RPG the products on there. Oh, um, yeah, definitely
0: definitely do because then you'll be notified when the new one comes out and um, yeah and that is that's about it, isn't it um got anything you want to say to the listeners out there
1: oh yeah a couple of things that just sprung to mind one is recently uh, recreated the uh, big gold playlist of all our actual plays if you're interested. It's available on the oh, yeah, SoundCloud There's yeah, so definitely one on YouTube as well. Yeah,
0: there's a playlist of all of the best of the actual plays. So it's pretty much all the episodes are the main ones. Yeah. Um, James made that and he put a little frog as the image. Yeah, yeah, he he's got, good. Your, what is that? Can I just ask before we sign off, like, what is your obsession with frogs and frog oh, no, memes? Absolutely not there. He sends me frog memes all the time. Yeah, they're great. Um, yeah, that, they are great, but I don't know Ripper. why you keep doing that. And anyway, me. ladies and ladies and gentlemen, I will see you next time. Uh, um, my name's I've been Harrison Hunt. I've, I've been James Clark. Clark. And remember that D 20s are cool, but twenty Ds. Now that's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> <It>
2: really,
0: really <laughs> gonna go now. Bye.
2: It ran. Do 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 do